0: Ladies and gentlemen, guess what? It's a Deranged Penguin podcast. And uh, we're live again. As I always say, I got some feedback this week. And this was from a close friend of the show uh, who lives in a mansion that just bought. I saw it on Zillow. I looked it up. Uh, It was like 15 rooms or something like that. You know, just lording over everybody. He's like, yeah, I listened to a couple of the shows. I was like, thanks for showing me and you know, lording over me in your mansion. uh, What did you think of our show? I listened to a couple. The host is kind of a... Uh, expletive, but that dude from Mississippi is cool. So there you go. Backhanded praise,
1: maybe? Do so we have wealthy listeners?
0: Yeah, I mean, just lording over us over there for, uh, I don't know. It's one of these neighborhoods that has, like, heights in the name or something like that, which I can only surmise is lording over us. I just bring that up because last week we talked about, you know, house hunting or stuff like stuff like that.
1: Well, thank you for listening, wealthy listener. <laughs>
0: Please give us money from your from your high and mighty position. Uh what's up, ladies and gentlemen? What have you been doing this week? Let's start with Gina. You are Ladies and left. gentlemen. Yeah.
1: That's like the audience and they yeah. can't respond. Yeah. Well I'm so asking them to. I want them
0: feel, I want you to feel included. If you're listening to the show. We'll give you a moment. You're part of the show. You're just you're like teller, right? Just pan we talk, can do it like blues clue style. Talk.
1: <laughs> what have you been doing? I like it. And then they we pretend they answer. I
0: like it. So what have you been doing?
1: <sighs> I'm tired. I'm I'm trying to get ready for maternity leave from work. And it's just like it feels like never ending stuff to do, which is work, right?
0: That's literally what work is, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I don't know. I I just can't stop Try, I'm trying to reach like some sort of stopping point where I feel secure and like Yeah, everything's okay. Everybody knows I'm leaving. People, whoever's going to help me out while I'm gone knows what they need to do. And like I've passed the baton, but I feel like it, I can, it can never leave my hand. And it's just going to be like, one day I'm going to go into labor and (laughs) they're going to be like, where the hell is she? what was she doing again? And I'm just, I'm just, it's going to be, it is what it is now. I mean, I, I feel like I just it's have to accept wrong, that.
0: incorrect of you to feel like that. You could feel any differently. Like that is how it always works. Why? Like I if I'm a know. person, yeah, I could do a great job and then just start doing your job and my job while you're still here. But I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm like, you know what? Is she still here? She can do this. She can send this email. I, I really don't know what you do. all I think you send an email. I guess I just want to everybody
1: yourself. to like, no, I'm here, but not ask me to do anything. Is that too much to ask?
0: You want to be the CEO of your company is what you want? That's, that's For a couple of weeks. I is really that too much that to ask? Any. So Dell is like CEO and president of, uh, you know, and owner operator and entrepreneur. He's like the Elon Musk of coffee roasters or something. Of Laurel. Totally. So.
2: <laughs> of my <laughs> block
0: in Laurel. <laughs> of this block on this side of the street, right? Yeah. 225A. I have no idea where your address is. What's your address if we have if I want to? It's four oh
2: nine West Oak Street. That's
0: close. Two two five is there. You divided it, times it by two or something like, like that. Like the spray? Yes. Giddy easier. up four oh nine. What is four oh nine anyway?
1: Cleaning spray. Cancer 4 spray. Four oh nine. Yeah. Like
0: you spray cancer on it. Antibacterial spray. It. I mean, if it kills bacteria, it's gonna kill you. I mean, you're not. You are living parts there. of you. Yeah.
1: Very small Good parts of you. Good portions
0: of you. Of you. Uh so Dell um, how are you managing this last week?
2: Uh it's been alright. I got incredibly sick for like three days last week. COVID. And, uh, okay. Yeah.
1: COVID. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was the COVID. three day the three day COVID, that <laughs> weird strain. Um and then I felt great, you know, great on Saturday, but <clears throat> I had a gig Friday night. Uh had to go down to New Orleans for a recording session on Saturday. Had to do sound at my church on sunday and then got to start the week again and put together the coffee roaster how, and give exams
0: how, so yeah you mentioned that before right you put in a coffee roaster what does that entail where do i go coffee uh, com.
2: no it's it's actually pretty hard to find information Ooh, like secret uh you know i bought the uh i call i started the process last march of of purchasing the coffee roaster and uh
0: while the beginning of the you know, pandemic raged and you're complaining that you know people couldn't get it to you while they were you know yeah dying. yeah yeah
2: no that wasn't any of the issue really the issue was that so i knew what company i wanted to use out of the out of like the three or four top ones uh only San the Francisco best coffee roasters and i you know ordered the roaster and made the payments or whatever And then they sent me finally in February or March sent me of this year, sent me pictures of it completed. And I was like, cool, that looks great. It's awesome. It's going to come on this pallet, you know, and it's going to be put together. I'm just going to, it's going to unload. I'm going to hook it up to the gas and the power and all that and be ready to go. No, it was, they completely disassembled it again. (laughs) And and so it came in two crates and they at least give you some uh, like
1: Ikea style instructions.
2: Well, okay, so they sent me. Uh, they were like, "Okay, your 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 thing is shipped. It weighs uh, fifteen hundred pounds, and oh here is the uncrating instructions. You need to get a pallet jack. And <laughs> wait, do you, you have a pallet it, like, jack? No. And uh, and the truck is gonna put it down on the ground, and at that point, you're responsible for, it and you got to get it in your shop and everything. So."
1: Dang, they sent me dimensions of the crate,
2: No. and I, and I went and I measured and I had like four inches of clearance on the top and like, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, I think we can make it as long as their dimensions are correct. So the the dude gets there and we're on a hill. I go rent a pallet jack. We're on a hill and he's in a, in a, an 18 wheeler, but like an extra long trailer. Oh, And so he's calling me <laughs> and he's like, how do I get to you? And I'm like, why, why are you calling? You're the dude that does this delivering stuff for, for a living. Like, well, why am I telling you where to let go? Me, I, so I hate I,
1: when you have to give directions to someone whose job it is to find yeah. you.
0: I, well, did, yeah. was he saying, how do I get to your shop or how do I get to the delivery
2: section? No, he's like, literally like, how do I get to you? Okay. I'm coming from SoSo. How do I get to you okay. when I get to Laurel? That, okay. And I was like, well, okay, let me go outside and walk around downtown and figure out how you're going to maneuver this thing. Yeah through downtown laurel so, so, so again i just want to interrupt you there yeah, yeah in
0: defense of the truck driving populace like i've worked for small businesses like that where they got regularly regular deliveries of that kind of stuff it's a thing you have to do right you're like so they're kind of saying hey you're in a business and you're ordering things that come on trailers you've either done this Maybe. before or you have a plan for me in there because it's not like i'm driving up in my you know keep my prius and it just here's a parking spot it's here's my unusual thing. It, uh, you know, there's like clearance requirements. It can't be, you know, there's lots of stuff that gets in my way. So sure. help me out because nope. you're the one that wants this thing. So nope. I mean, well, in their defense, I'd be like, you're in your, in your unusual thing
1: that I don't drive. You ordered it. You yeah. better know how yeah. to get that thing. I'm a, my I'm assumption in is
2: I paid $60,000 to this company to yeah. buy this thing. They probably have contractors that they use to ship these things and that whoever's shipping it and carrying it should know how to do it but no the driver i don't know where it went i don't know where it how it got to me but apparently trained changed trucks multiple times yeah and so the driver of this truck was actually from mississippi you know and like Mm -hmm. he had no idea what it was he didn't know what a coffee roaster was and uh so so we pull up about a block away in a flat ish area where there aren't cars lining both sides of the street and and, uh, he's like, I'm going to need help getting this down because this thing is top heavy and I'm afraid it's going to tilt because my lift gate kind of like oh, angles geez. down. And I was like, they didn't send two dudes. Like what? I was like, dude, what do you want me to do? Right. Like, your I, can't body <laughs> I can't be responsible for this. I told him, I said straight up, look, I cannot be responsible for this until it touches the ground. Yeah. Until then, it's on you, man. Like I'm not taking the taking the blame or the insurance hit for it or whatever. Like that's what you, that's what we're paying you for. He's like, this is a high value item. It says it right here, and blah blah blah. It's like that's why you're the shipper. You know, like that's why I don't have it on my trailer. You know. I mean, we we are and, a
0: very litigious society, so that yeah. makes everything you said there makes sense. Uh, and it's unfortunate yeah. that it does because that sucks, right? Like if it was just yeah. like you know guy to guy, citizen to citizen, like yeah, dude, I, you. You're just doing a job. I understand your plight. I'd like to help you out. But we all know if something bad happens, and slipped, it crushed the guy. He's going to blame you for it. or you know, some, Also, he's
1: asking you to volunteer to be the guy that gets crushed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Especially since they, they wrote it out. And again, I'm sure they wrote it out like this because it probably happened or got close to happening previously. So there you are. With this guy, who's like, I, I, I'm feeling for him here because it sucks. He's like, I, but again, he was a nice guy, I'm, man. I fell for him yeah. too, but I, that's <laughs> that's also again, the nature like, of the gig, right? It's like the it's like the UPS yeah. guy. He's like delivering, like, all right, sweet. I got a bunch of you know, I don't know, like knickknacks. Super easy. You just put them here, and then all of a sudden, this gigantic 700 pound box. How am I supposed to get it, you know, like I, yeah, that, but that's also the nature of the job, right? Yeah, they prepare yeah. you for that. Yeah, you might have to get some crazy yeah. stuff. You guys you like need to know solving.
1: how to deal with top heavy stuff, so
2: I, I agree right. there. So, how did you get it done? And why I put it on a truck that doesn't have an adequate lift? I don't know, there are just a billion questions, <laughs> yeah. but I was in like, we got to figure this out mode because this thing is sitting it right aside, right outside of City Hall, blocking the whole street, sweet, and uh, yeah, and so coffee roaster guy just blocked
0: the mayor from getting into work edged
2: edged as close as he could to just just on the lift gate and he starts to bring it down and it starts to go like that you know and it's like it's like tilted and i was like my dad was there you know because overseeing whatever and uh and so he like puts his hands up, like he's going to stop this. Oh gosh! You know how much does it weigh? He uh, we
1: we already told um, us. Um, 15 both packages 110? together
2: were like fifteen hundred pounds. So that one by itself oh, was sweet. like a thousand. So sweet, yeah. a car. All right. Yeah, and uh <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Dad, you're not. If this thing starts to t- move and tip, you got to move out of the way. You, there's nothing you're going to do to stop it from moving. If it's yeah. going to fall, it's going to fall. Mm-hmm. You know. Um so it it, we made it though we made it down onto the ground and it took finagling with the pallet jack to get it because it was like it was like jammed kind of into the concrete (laughs) off the off the lift gate and we had to like lift it back up and put it back down a few times to get the, the jack under there but we got it got it rolled it down the hill to the shop that one went in fine no problem just heavy the other one that was sideways and it was like the exact width of the doorway. <laughs> but the doors, the way the doors open, they don't open up big enough yeah. to like clear the whole doorway. Yeah, There's like like two inches. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, it would not fit. And we had to, take that one took off. like two hours. So what We you, had to take, you take it we, apart uh, and bring it in? N- we thought about doing that. We thought about taking the doors off the hinges, but they were super big, heavy doors. And I didn't really want to do that because I probably would never gotten them hung back up right now. Right, and uh, so I we were talking about. Dad was saying, "Let's get we roast outside th- these now. That's what we yeah. do.
1: We'll it's build where a we patio live.
0: around it."
1: <laughs> I wanted we to. We had expand. these crazy
2: ideas of like getting another pallet jack and like doing some kind of two way thing. It was nuts. And then I remembered I had uh, two piano dollies, like flat furniture dollies, mm-hmm. and uh, we could lift up one side and like wedge one underneath lift up the other side and wedge one underneath. And and then we rolled it in. So we got them inside. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then I left it for like two weeks cause I was incredibly busy. It was like the worst time right before Easter. I was super busy. Um, and then finally uncrated it. So the, so the main piece, the main roaster piece weighs four to 500 pounds. Sweet. Right. Uh, that doesn't come apart. And it was like, okay, You got to take the crates completely off, like the sides, and then, this is an incredibly long story, I'm sorry, but uh, hopefully entertaining, Uh, and then (laughs) get four to five people, four to five people to help you move it off the pallet. It says that in the instructions?
0: I I mean, that makes sense.
2: Everybody can lift about 100 pounds. Literally team lift. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like, I was like, who just has like four to five people they can just ask on a whim? Hey, I got this thing that came in today. Can you come help me move this 500-pound piece of equipment? So that took like a week or two to get people with their lives together to do that. And well,
0: you could have hired like moving guys to help you,
2: right? I, I could have, yeah. man, but but I didn't. Nobody knows what this even is, you know. Like I didn't want anybody to really mess with. I wanted to be, if I was going to mess it up, I wanted to mess it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, but it was like, okay, to get it off the pallet, slide it to the edge by four, four by two by four blocks and stack them up and then slide the roaster off the edge until it tilts onto the blocks (laughs) and then have somebody move the pallet out from under it. And then tilt it back to the floor and then move the blocks away and and put it on the floor. Right? So, like, you got to have a little bit of knowledge of how how levers and fulcrums work to to get this. Um, And it doesn't have pictures. There aren't pictures. It's just, like, words. Yeah. And uh, so we got it.
1: Shimmy to the left and then uh, wet yourself (laughs) like so.
2: So we got it off. And fairly balanced on the on the blocks and then got the pallet moved and then we started tilting it back and it started to like really like tilt over and uh, we we grabbed it and stopped it from falling over and just crash, you know, just crashed down on the corner a little bit. But all things considered, I thought it went pretty well. It's pretty smooth, <laughs> considering we none of us knew what we were doing. So
0: when you had it in there, like you had put it in the spot it's going to be, or were you just kind of configured more, it? In, m-
2: right. More or less. That's where it's going to be But I, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know until I put it all together where exactly it was going to have to be. So so once it was together, how it, did you move it to where it needed to be? So it's on a concrete floor, and it, I could slide it. Okay. All right. So, uh, fairly easily. Yeah. Um, so I, so I, it moved like it where I thought it was me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: ship it on the concrete. On thing. concrete. Yeah. Those. Right. I uh, know. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: you would think that they would have a better solution for all this, but, I no. Mean, no. Whatever worked eighty years ago is still good today.
0: I, again, I, I imagine the thing is that like, you don't. It, it's like they don't make a whole lot of sales, right? It's you know these yeah. are big things, it's, so it's a one-time thing there, and they don't really have a lot of data. And how to install these? It. Like once you're done with it, you're like, "Well, we solved it for our situation, and we're done." It's that yeah. one time we got five people around here. It's like doing a barn lift, a barn, whatever. You're like we did that, yeah. we're done, and reason. get the hell out of here, and it's over with. And so you just kind of yeah. talk about it, how you do that.
1: Yeah, I can see
2: that. Right, and it is. Yeah, sorry, Eugene. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. I thought you were about yeah. to say something. Okay, <laughs> it is Sounds a very like um custom thing like every installation is pretty custom right because yeah, there's be- not a standardization so and they do say hey you know if you have questions call us and the engineers have been very responsive to every question i've, I've called and asked but it comes it came together and none of the pieces so you're calling like what? i thought all the pieces for the roaster were going to be in the roaster crate and all the pieces for the water vortex attachment thing that i got to um to keep the air cleaner was going to be in the other crate, but no, they just, when they disassembled it, they just put everything in everywhere. So I'm reading the instructions for the vortex thing (laughs) and it's saying this should be in here and and look just like this and like nothing's where it's supposed to be. And so, so just figuring out what goes with what was about a day or two long process. And then this week I finally got everything into place, got everything upright and started putting all the exhaust pipes together. And those all weigh like 30 pounds each. And I, you probably need two people to do that. You know, somebody to hold in place another person to clamp them together. But
0: yeah, hopefully uh, that's on there, right? Because you don't want like just gas blowing in there like yeah, with a I was poor insulation. Say, I've, I've heard I you know. say
1: that this <laughs> is hooked up to gas and <laughs> right. there's some kind of a vortex <laughs> It sounds like a machine for making the Joker. I don't...
2: Yeah, it's... Is this
0: going to be the last podcast and then we're going to be at, like, your funeral next week? It'll be his... It's
1: his origin story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Roaster man. Roasted man.
0: Um, So, all right. So then then you had to, like, uh, install electricity or something like that to it?
2: Yeah, so I've got to get gas run to it, which they've got to run it... They've got to, like put a hole in the wall in the back of the building and run a gas line in, and then somehow run it from the very back of the building, about 150 feet to the front of the building through this chase, like false chase wall that doesn't have any room to walk in. So I don't know how they're going to do it. He talked about getting a, like using flexible tubing and getting a bow and arrow and shooting it down (laughs) the chase wall. And I laughed, but I think he was serious (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the way that he responded to my laugh.
1: He's like, oh, and so, "Put that away." So,
2: then? Yeah, fifty thousand BTUs of gas. Um, and uh, what does BTU mean? Uh, well, um, see, we're prepared don't for that question. BTU, something, something, unit.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Maybe
2: Google it while you're explaining how. Bunsen, Bunsen, touring unit. Eh, we all knew that. I don't know.
0: Is that where the yeah. Bunsen burner comes from? Probably. Sure.
2: Yeah, I don't know if that's what BTU stands for. Yeah, he just, just kidding. <laughs> Ask so, but if you uh, have you ever like used one of those outdoor like to British crawfish thermal or whatever? unit, British
0: thermal unit, yeah, unit of heat.
1: Why is it British?
0: Yeah. It's the amount of heat required to raise the temperature of one pound of water. This is why it's British because it's one pound one of degree. water by one degree Fahrenheit. So there you go. Mm.
2: Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, I got to get electricity, two 220-volt two, tw- two, electrical outlets. One of them has to be three-phase, which I don't even know. I have no idea what have that
1: you means. Have you considered Folgers? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Folgers of- has <laughs>
0: that stuff already
2: installed.
1: It's, yeah. it's ready it. to go. Yeah. You just
2: I got to get an HVAC guy to water. come install the exhaust port and I got to get a window guy to replace one of the windows with the exhaust with a hole so that we can put the exhaust out of the the front yeah so almost there
0: (laughs) so three phase (laughs) I was quite an undertaking I wanted to be sure about this because I I knew it once upon a time it's the type of alternating current right because you know alternate we have it it waves but it's three waves it's typically how they transfer large amounts of power you know it's kind of how you do it over the power lines but also like heavy loads it makes sense because it needs a lot of power this thing uh so there you go
1: so when you decided you were going to get one of these did you have to like get estimates or something like consult with somebody on what all you were going to have to change to the structure of your building
2: yeah well okay so first i had no idea how involved like i said there's there's no information you can't just like what does it look like to install a coffee, you know, yeah. coffee roaster? Cause there are so few in the, in the country it, it, relatively. And, uh, so I really didn't know how much work it was going to be to get it all done. They never said, they told me that I was going to have to, you know, get a gas. I knew I was going to have to get gas, Yeah. but the power, I didn't know I was going to have to do those modifications to electricity. I knew I was going to have to ex- have exhaust, I, but I didn't think, You know, that's not that big a deal. I did have to go to the city and get approval. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to be like, talk to the city planner and be like, hey, (laughs) this is what I want to do. Are there any codes that this is going to violate or, you know, do y'all have any problems with it? He's like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he was like, I don't think so. He's like, (laughs) he's like, if they're, if everybody's (laughs) cool with it, if Laurel Main Street is cool with it, that's fine. Yeah. Just send me a picture of where you're going to put it and specs on it. So. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I'm I, I'm a big believer in asking for forgiveness and not permission. Uh, so, right, but huh. that dude gave me again, permission.
0: I'm gonna grab that line again and say, "Well, you know, we're gathered here today for Dale's funeral. As you know, he blew himself <laughs> up Origin in his coffee story. roaster. Like when it blew up, and then the 500 pounds landed on him. So he's actually entombed in his own coffee <laughs> roaster. <laughs> and we're gonna just engrave the outside. Uh, I'd rather ask for that.
2: forgiveness than permission." <laughs> Uh, yeah that would be great (laughs) (laughs) so but in reality like the plumber is gonna hook up the gas line and after that it's just like turning on a a gas grill or whatever for me basically you know all the stuff that i put together is exhaust yeah so the only danger there is that you're not exhausted. If it's they not, didn't
1: do it wrong. yeah.
2: If the chaff is not being pulled through correctly, it might it could build up and cr- start a fire or yeah. something, you know. But that's not going to kill anybody. You, know? <laughs> okay. you have famous so many famous last, last word words. Lines. <laughs> You know what? They ain't gonna hurt
0: nobody. <laughs> it's the worst it does. It starts a fire. Million people dead. And whoever the, uh, died in a fire. <laughs> I mean, I would just have an HVAC guy say, "Look, does this look right? Am I doing this right?
2: Have like five I'm guys have them check. Yeah, yeah." I'm but it's got rob- rubber seals and very um those O-ring clamps that clamp down and and so I've looked at it yeah. I've
0: looked at exhaust I know how it works. You know, my dad used yeah. to be an HVAC guy, right? So I've yeah. seen all this, but I've just I hear my dad saying, Yeah, it's installed, but that's not done right. They missed this part, or they didn't do this, or they teach you not sure. to do that. So I'm just saying like I'm looking at again, what I was like a kid same. eight years old looking at him like I mean, they got a clamp on it, right? And he's like, yeah, but then they forgot this part. So I'm like, okay, yeah. well.
2: I'm going to get my, the HVAC dude to look over it for sure. He's going to shake his head but and I'm like. Ooh. I used all the parts. All the parts the are used. fire would have so. killed
1: everyone. Was,
0: you got it going it was, out right back into itself. You created a circle. It was,
2: I did have a picture reference, the picture they sent me of the whole thing put together. And so I did have that to look at and be like, but seriously, like if they had not sent that, I would have had no idea how to put these pipes together because there there are no instructions for how to connect the roaster to the vortex. See, in business, the we call vortex. this a
0: barrier to entry, right? Yeah, not easy to set up. Less fewer people set up, man. Right? Uh, well, thanks, Dell. That was as entertaining as I expected it to be. <laughs> well, last week, you were like, yeah, I should tell that story. That like, yeah, you should. Crazy. Um, you know. So there you go. Uh, these are. That would we just call the show Famous yeah. Last Words because there were there were a lot of them. There were a lot of you picking shoes them. So
1: will we know next week when we talk if you've burned the whole place down? Yeah. Well
0: I'll be on the look. Um, I'm gonna add a Google alert for fires yeah, in definitely. Laurel Mississippi. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are so the gas is the main thing I'm waiting on. That's the biggest the biggest issue, uh, is how they're gonna get the gas. And they came yesterday, formulated a plan checked to see if they had the part the the amount of pipe they needed in stock they didn't so they had to special order it it's supposed to be here today but i hadn't heard from them so i assume it didn't make it today so i'm hoping tomorrow or friday the gas gets run and the electric guys have already come out they know what they're doing the glass guys coming tomorrow morning
0: what is the glass so guy really doing? what is he doing
2: replacing half of our wind one of our windows <laughs> with a panel basically that we can uh, put the exhaust port uh, out okay, okay out the front yeah um, and then I just got to call the H Fat guy, and I, that was something I didn't really didn't think I needed to, needed to do, uh, because <laughs> I, I, I can do duct work, but I messaged the company today and asked them what I needed specifically, and they're like, "Look, you really need to get somebody a professional come do this, but this is what you need, but you should really get so professional to yeah. do this. So. I think because yeah they', they I'm probably, take their advice they just <laughs> they just
0: heard you like, yeah, I know how to do it and they're like, Sure, sure you do, uh yeah. I'll be out there tomorrow,
2: yeah, that's what are, I mean, yeah, is like especially with What's another five hundred dollars <laughs> at this point, right I mean yeah <laughs> so.
0: you, like you spend there's probably a formula you can calculate somebody that went to got m b a probably know knows the formula, uh but like you probably should spring for those extra things or just plan for them once you spend an amount of money, right, like yeah. 50 grand is gonna cost you these other things, right? Like 50 grand is like a luxury car, right? It's like a uh, like a Lincoln whatever, Lincoln Navigator. Uh, 50 to 60 grand, so you're like, it's go- definitely gonna cost these other things. Insurance is gonna be a little higher. This is gonna be higher, gas, whatever, the tires. Right. So yeah, it makes sense. Like if I'm gonna get like a a laptop, I'm like, well, I'm gonna spend like $20, $30 in peripherals. Uh, so right. yeah, you're gonna spend a $60,000 roasting machine monster yeah it makes sense you're gonna have to spend you know fifteen hundred dollars in installation things
1: right yeah. So.
0: yeah it's gonna
2: probably end up costing six or seven thousand dollars for installation but i it I could. planned on the startup cost for the company to cost about a hundred thousand dollars and that's probably where we're gonna end up yeah we're I on mean your inventory way. build up and bring good and all thing that jazz. you had a
0: good week of selling coffee beans or coffee the week <laughs> before right
2: Right. So Yeah, business has been good, so.
1: So we know why I'm tired. Okay, pregnancy and work. No. And Dell's over there playing with vortexes or vortices, <laughs> however you know them by. Adam, why are you tired or uh, are you?
0: Uh I am tired. Um I just been, you know, doing work, delivering that value. Hmm. I mean, I'm I'm yeah, I, we we're recording this show a day later than we normally do because partly because uh, I was just working until like, you the love of the, the night. work. I don't love it, but <laughs> I, there's a lot of work to do, um, and I'm just trying to get it done right. And a lot of it, like, I feel the ownership of it, which I'm sure makes all the managers excited. But um, I mean, like it, a lot of it is right, like especially when the the cadence of like software development and like say like my mother-in-law, her mother-in-law story, classic mother-in-law story. Well, uh, like I think she saw me sitting at the computer one time. Uh, she came to visit. When we had our first baby. right? I was That's like what,
1: my mom knows how to develop software. No,
0: she saw me <laughs> working, except I wasn't working. I was just kind of chilling there. But like I said, the cadence yeah, a of a of software developer is not a whole lot of work, an extreme amount of work, not a whole lot of work, and extreme amount of work, right? It's it's a wave. And you know, a lot of that is because we do the agile process, right? So we got these sprints. And no, even though you're not supposed to, right? You're not, you're supposed to be like a regular cadence of like manageable chunks. Everywhere I've worked, it's always been same thing, right? It's the nature of human beings that as it, when you approach a deadline, it gets incredibly busy. And even a lot of times I'm, I'm done with my stuff, but I'm helping other people get done with theirs or mm-hmm. because everybody's trying to get things over the finish line you know, you had to at least navigate some of that. Like you go first, okay, they, them next. This one's required by this one. Oh, that actually broke you. So we need to fix all this together and then push it up. Stuff like that happens. So, um, you know, on a normal cadence, agile does a, what is it? Starts the iteration middle of the week. Why? Because holidays are on Mondays and Fridays, you know? So you want a regular, what you call it one. So ending the iteration, starting a new one. I was busy. That's basically it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, what you're saying about, you know, the nature of humans is definitely true because one of the things I finally got off my to do list with my work, now that I have to because I'm (laughs) I'm going to be gone. (laughs) It's been on my list since September. Jeez. And some you know, some deadlines just don't feel real.
0: Don't tell me. Did it take like 15 minutes to do
1: less than that? God,
0: of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I was dreading yeah. it was like, uh, and it was like, eh, nobody really that? needs this. No one's really asking <laughs> for it. So I just kept dropping it to the bottom. You know, every time I revise my to do list, I'm like, yeah, these things and then that then these new things and then that and, you know, never that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you do to to do better than that. Like, I feel like I should push myself, you know, maybe this, this time out, you know, hanging out with this baby. And then when I have to go back to work, I'll be like reinvigorated to be more productive and organized. But I don't know. History tells us that's not the case. I
0: think yeah, you're right. And here's like, here's why you're like, you need vacations. It's probably the answer is you just need more vacations because I'll take tho- them. those are how you do that cleanup. Right. It's like, you need like a spring cleaning because even though you've been trying to maintain whatever cleaning of your house or whatever the case may be up to a certain point, you just need to stop and do a big gigantic clean to do, you know, get everywhere that you could not you didn't have time to do just really clean it all out. And then you can kind of do some maintenance, but knowing that as you're doing small little cleaning, some other stuff is building up again. Right. So you have to do like a big monthly clean or something like that. So like in your case, there are always things to tackle. And like, I was joking that the work, there's always work. There's always something to be done. Um, uh, like I'm a big believer in that kind of thing. I remember like I said, my dad's like, look, there's always, you, there's always something to do. You can always grab a broom and sweep up. And it's true, right? Like if you're working, you can always sweep. There's something to do. Um, but that means that you're not, you don't get the time to get the bigger look at it all, right? You know what I mean? There was other work coming up that was a priority, so you couldn't reach back and get that. And it's hard to get a perspective to see what's most important, right? Unless you had some time to stop and see all that. So you take a break, you come back in, that puts your like backlog at zero, and so then you can just attack the most important thing. But you're having to make choices, and so some things are having to go in the backlog. Can't work on this now, working on this new thing. Can't work on this now. What kind of new thing? And so how do you attack that back? There's, there's stuff going to be there, right? Your backlog can't ever be at zero. So it makes sense.
1: So take part. more vacations. It's kind of like inviting company over just because you know it's going to make you clean <laughs> really well. <laughs> <laughs> like well, we yeah, need to have uh, some or, people over so I can finally pro- like clean that.
2: Productive procrastination where you procrastinate from doing one thing by doing other things. i'm really good at that (laughs) at like cleaning my house when i need to be writing a paper or you know yeah stuff
0: yeah i was telling my team that i was like you know and it sounds kind of douchey but i was saying like we can you could do that right like one one thing that you you encounter like you're doing software development work a lot of people get into it to be creative like yeah i just want to be hacking and coding in real life it's not that right it's pretty dry kind of stuff like we need this to connect to the printer and so you're like writing the connector or whatever none of it you know it's not what you signed up for or you thought you're in school like i'm gonna i'm gonna make this app it's gonna be super amazing like no actually you're just making sure that this connects to the database right? it's something boring um but like in that time you could use like you said that productive procrastination sometimes i don't feel like writing a database you know, connection or whatever, or updating something. And I'm just like, you know what? Let me give myself 15, 20 minutes and I'll work on something I want to do. And now, really, if you put that thing that I chose on my plate right now, I wouldn't want to do that either. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. nothing is really that. It, they're all things I don't really want to do. Uh, I'm joking at work. There's somebody's like, hey, do you want to pick this one up? I'm like, no. The answer is always no. I don't want to do any of this work. But, and like, but also at the same time, that's not my primary motivated right like i get paid to be here so i'm gonna do it it's my job
1: and that's it i think you take questions too literally yeah
0: well sure whatever (laughs) you asked me do i want to do this didn't really want to know no i don't please do it (laughs) well a lot of it's because like don't don't ask me if i want to do it i'm not excited to do it so whatever i'm here to do it so you asked the plumber look clogged toilet do you want to take knock this out now no no i don't but yeah. <laughs> did you want to get being that a plumber is a good job make one hundred fifty thousand hundred fifty thousand a year you know pays for a lot of stuff i you know it's a trade off you know whatever so i will do the <laughs> toilet but no i don't want to do it i want to yeah. jump in there um so back to us saying, like yeah any of these things i don't want to do it but you kind of work on it on the side you get to like use yourself your own procrastination powers against me i did that this week and i actually they're like hey great job you did like two things I was like yeah, I was actually being lazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was trying to not do this other thing. Yeah, so. <laughs> and then I got both <laughs> things done. You know, whatever. So uh, definitely, I mean, you could probably do that. But you know, I think uh, at the start of this thing, where you said, I was too busy reading too many things. There's a lot of that in there too. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do this. Time to practice the guitar. <laughs> you know, and so <laughs> I don't feel like doing. Must learn or whatever. Yourself. I'm like, I don't feel like practicing the guitar. Time to practice the keyboard.
1: See, this is the whole problem with being a human is we think too much. Like, (laughs) I don't think we get, we we haven't updated you guys listeners yet, but we did share with you that some finches had made a nest and laid eggs in one of our hanging plants. Right. And so I finally checked on that pot again over this weekend. Um, I was trying to give them a few days without watering it because I didn't want to like scare the baby birds, and I was, you know, just trying not to peek in there too much. I spent way more time worrying about them than they <laughs> worried about themselves, I'm sure. Yeah. And then I go to look in there this weekend, and they're gone. <laughs> and I was like, "What the heck?" I was looking on the ground and everything. Like, did they fall out? They probably died. Like, oh, they weren't ready. Looking and for then, some cats, yeah. Their, like their teeth. And, yeah. and then I Google it. I'm like, "How long has it been?" I'm like looking back at the pictures when we first found them. Like okay they were their eggs for like a couple weeks and then we discovered they had hatched and that was actually almost two weeks ago yeah it turns out they just they they're like grown they're in two <laughs> weeks and they leave yeah.
0: so you might have seen those finches outside in the bird feeder and yeah. didn't even know yeah.
1: yeah and I was looking for something like poor defenseless little half hairy <laughs> naked bird thing yeah they they were done they left yeah. we sh- we should learn we should be more our lives are too long yeah Yeah. I I mean I was explaining to our kids we think too much
0: (laughs) yes I I agree with you Gina and then yeah I also agree with you Dale like I was telling the kid I was like yeah she she was saying I'll teach the kid to walk I was like you know it's gonna be about a year before that kid can walk I was like isn't that kind of silly like those finches are out they're done two weeks later I mean yeah they have a shorter lifespan overall but I mean you know elephants come out and they they can walk right giraffe kind of wobbles a little bit but then it's out there trotting along Humans, it just plops out, doesn't do anything for a while, a long while, a year before it can fall over regularly, right? It just stands up, uh, keels over. And then, I mean, you know, I think your brain doesn't doesn't even, your brain doesn't finish developing until like 23 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What is that? Think about how long we take to get all our hair. (laughs) We had bald babies for a long time. Mm. And they, those birds grow like full ass feathers.
0: Yeah. Well, some people it they hurts. have hairy babies. I think maybe our babies are yeah, just, yeah. You know. Maybe it's just us. <laughs> <laughs> Little bald spot, baby.
1: Point is, <laughs> people suck.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of how it works. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, like you said it, the problem with being productive is I feel like, because yeah, I was fairly productive this week. Is that I feel like a crash coming? Do you know what I mean like
1: it's mm-hmm. the cycle?
0: I mean, I'm gonna get burnt out, and some of that is the, you know it's the nature of it. I would totally like to just knock out eight hours a day and just be done and put it away and say I'm gonna be recharged for tomorrow. But sometimes, like the work means I gotta do more. I'm like, well, I gotta put in four hours after five. You know I mean, like so I gotta work into the night, and then so the next day, how productive can I be? Even if I wanted to be. Right. Just be there, be present for whatever it is gonna be meetings, whatever sometimes you just start sapping pieces of it. you're stealing from the next day is what you're doing. you're not just more yeah. productive uh, yeah yeah, which is why like a lot of those developers you see like uh, software companies like you know the makers of Red Dead Redemption, for example, they like ground down all their developers um and then so everybody's just exhausted, they cannot do that. They want to say, all right, that was a great job. Let's move you over here and start you know grinding on the next game. Well, those guys are just like, I can't, I can't do
2: this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff would normally get like after a big launch or whatever, just like two, two weeks to a month, basically like (laughs) F off and do whatever he wants, you know? Yeah. Uh, That's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, you have to, I've been on the verge. I think one of the reasons I got sick last week was like, I told Sarah a few days before that, that I was just exhausted, like just felt exhausted, you know? Just and I'm usually pretty good at school rhythm. The rhythm of the semester is usually pretty good because there's like a buildup to a big thing. And then like you yeah. have this big time period. And so I know, always know that something's coming, but having the constant, like it's been, I'm still learning how to adjust to like a day-to-day thing, having the coffee shop that's open every single day. And it's, I always have to be available and on call for stuff to happen there. Um, So when I have the big things like Easter or like a month of like gigs every single weekend, you know, I don't get I can't be like, okay, I just got pushed through this and that can take a week off. No, then I just have to go back to my normal, you know, day to day life. Um, Finding time to recover is is harder.
0: Yeah, right. uh, I'm smirking over here because that's literally I think what I said last week when uh, we're talking about teachers or something like that. They're like, it's so hard having to take nine months and then we just get the three months off. I'm what? Dull like, oh, just yeah?
1: proved it's a sweet yeah. gig Yeah, a teacher. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> and you just yeah, it was. <laughs> I said a college professor is a sweet gig. Yeah, he did. a high school teacher is not a sweet gig, and band director is a terrible gig.
0: <laughs> yeah. High school. I mean, yeah, I know high school teachers. They complain about the people. but it's. I mean, again, they get three months off. It's like, yeah, I got. It's such yeah, I would you know, not want to teach of Having a bunch guy curse course. at me, but, you know, I guess this summer when I go to Greece, I'm just going to have to think about it. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't <laughs> care. You high know school me? teachers can't go to <laughs> Greece. Right. That guy went to Greece. So I don't know what he's doing. He's Ubering on his side. I don't he's know what. He's doing it better than <laughs> but, everybody But, uh, I mean, I get, yeah, that that's it, right? Like, that's the big change. You know, everybody feels like you hit a wall when you leave college because then it's just every day. There's no yeah, nothing. There's non-stop. no spring break, buddy. I remember, like, the first, well, I've always worked. We've always worked, you know. Right, like through college. I remember my, one of my buddies was like, "Yeah, I don't know. I have to figure out how to do my like taxes this year." I was like, "How old are you, man? You're like, <laughs> you're the, my age. We're both like what twenty one, whatever it was. Like, just now is the first time you ever done your taxes. Like, that's weird." Um, so you know, I whatever. Uh, so everybody kind of hits lucky the wall. like that. Yeah, and you're just kind of like, "Wow, I don't get to just, you know, f off for a while. I gotta." Go to work. Yeah. That's what you do. You just got to grind. But, I mean, that's it. I think there's time for, you got to take time off. You have to. Or yeah. you're just, it's not sustainable, um, you know, like, especially in ones where you can physically do it a lot. Like, like I say, software development or, or just stuff where you're just like, well, what are you doing? You're sitting at the computer. That's That ain't working, man. You right. know, come out here, break rocks with me in a construction. Like, okay, whatever. But... It's sometimes a little bit harder to see where the line is because you're like, Yeah, I'm just sitting down, I'm right, but you're just thinking about stuff you there's a productivity loss there, right you're not as creative, you're not as whatever you make more mistakes those kinds of things happen there is a um an effect on you um yeah so then you end up doing more work uh, A lot of this comes uh I was thinking about it. I was gonna mention that book it's called bullshit Jobs, where you got like make work sometimes or. Mm-hmm. we've kind of given ourselves more work and stuff like that. I think he argues that that rhythm you're talking about, right? is like a human rhythm where you bust your ass to like plant the seeds and then you kind of chill during the summer as like, you know, it's kind of, you kind of tend to them, but it, there's not a lot of work. And then right. there's a big amount of work as you, you know, sow all that stuff, that's why you take the kids out of school and like, we got to go, you know, uh, what is it? gather the crops and whatever like all that the good stuff harvest there you go harvest that's what the word is like there's you, a word you reap
1: what you sow so <laughs> yeah the sowing would have happened before. you get
0: you know what, i'm not a farmer <laughs> i don't know what Bring order they in go. the sheaves
2: it's out
1: now <laughs>
0: <laughs> well so that that's what i'm saying so like there's a big amount of work and then you're just like all right cool And then and i'm simplifying that a ton but that's kind of where that comes from and yeah. since it was a big part of our lives for a long period of time where m- a lot of people were familiar with working the land and the rhythms of the land and the seasons that that's why we develop our school system to be that way. And because we are unfamiliar with that way, that's why people are like, well, why do we even do that? We should go to school full time all year round, never lose always school. know? Well, and mm. you know, there's some kind of pushback there's, there's evidence to show that that is useful for a specific gain like well they don't lose the knowledge they lost over the summer but i don't know
1: but then the days would be in smaller no they're no they're like no 10 hours 10 hour
0: days
2: 365 a year like three hour days they take like multiple two-week breaks throughout the year though yeah Yeah. there's a school in mississippi that's doing it it's killing it apparently
0: but uh we did we did that for a while like i think it was like my middle school whatever it sucked it was like nine weeks three weeks nine weeks three weeks or something like Mm -hmm. that and i mean you know whatever it was fine i guess everybody was kind of like what are we supposed to do with these kids for three weeks i think all the parents are complaining i don't
2: know yeah well i mean europe you know there are a lot of like spain during the summer a lot of europe uh spain specifically though during the summer like everybody closes up shop and goes on vacation for like two or three months you know like they still adhere to these like yearly sort of like breakdown things america's just got it's got, has got their wires crossed about what, what matters, you know, we talk about it a lot, but.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, there's, there's a the thing there. I think what's important is to consider that not every it's not universal. However, you do things, everybody talks about Americans always working and working a lot and all the time. And we're just like, work, work, work. And you do see that, especially when you go to a country like Spain, where all of a sudden you're just kind of like, man, that way to sure is not. Thinking right about now. me right now because I sure would like another glass of wine. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. You can kind of feel that where, like, in America, you're like, the guy's like, do you need anything? Do you need anything? Because you're hustling, and that's not necessarily good or bad or whatever. It is just different. Uh, I'm sure for the waiters in America, it sucks because you're like, I'm not getting a full-time wage. I got to hustle. For the consumer, <coughs> it's great. That guy's right up next to you right all the time. Oh, waiter, I'd like another full red-bodied.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, when I say yeah, I, wires crossed, I don't mean like having a good work ethic is good, but when that gets misinterpreted or reinterpreted into like having a good work ethic means that you work, yeah, eighty fine. hours a week for twenty straight years, yeah. mm-hmm. that's not what that means, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I totally get that. I I think that
0: everybody. I feel like I should be willing to work a 60 hour week sometimes i'm like sure i'll work a saturday i'll work a sunday whatever is needed like i'll work actually i work a 12 hour day it's fine just know that it can't be expected of me every week weekend we week got know cause. there
1: are also some 20 hour weeks <laughs> and yeah. that's just the way it goes yeah i mean you know.
0: sometimes like i said i might be browsing the internet you know like what are you doing i'm watching youtube right now that's what i'm doing <laughs>
2: I have a definite advantage being my own boss, you know, but I always tell Jeff, you know, he, cause he is a game developer or whatever. And he gets locked into wanting to see the game succeed and pouring in way more of himself than he should and doing other people's work for him and stuff. Like you were talking about Adam that you do. I think it's a common thing in software development, but you know, a conversation that we have a lot is like, you have to know your own worth and that this is a job and you're being paid this much to do the amount of work that you feel that you're worth. Yeah. And once you feel that you've reached that, it's up to you to say no to more. Yeah. Right. Like you have to have those boundaries and know, know your value and know that it's not worth your per, like once you pass that, then you're eating into your personal health, mental, physical, whatever yeah. to achieve these things for somebody else, you know?
1: Yeah. And they'll take it. So yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, they it,
2: will. like it's, it's
0: not even a they, it's just like a it, right? The the organization. Mm-hmm. Once you get a lot of people like that, like nobody's really responsible for it. You know what I mean? Like they're, it's just process well the process or the policy or the whatever. Like nobody refers to it like we you know. They only say like we care when they're talking about like PR, but then if it's why can't I do this? They're like, Well the policy says. Well who wrote the right. policy? Well, you know, we got a, there's a process for modifying the policy and we're just not. you know, it's never it's always something you kinda lost. So yeah, you're right. Uh, the corporation, the company, they'll take whatever you give it. You want to dive all the way in? I think I've seen this on Twitter a couple of times where they said, like, you could die and the company will open up your role yeah. two days later. Right? Like, well.
1: They move on instantly. I'm
0: sorry that uh, Dell blew himself up in a roaster, but we need a new roasting manager at uh, Lee's Coffee and Tea. So <laughs> Good news. <laughs> Let's uh, get on LinkedIn, you know, see what they anybody- I mean, like I said, I think they they kind of talk about that, like the company's being cruel. It makes sense, though. Like life is for the living, right? Like, yeah, we can mourn the person, but also we do need somebody to roast the coffee beans. So, so the guy that was doing it, he died. So <laughs> now we need another guy. um yeah. And and but yeah, so you don't give to it, and it's not gonna it's not gonna love you. Your job's not gonna love
2: yeah. you. Yeah, I I mean I've told my own my last manager that left. I told her that multiple times. I was like, look. Because she would complain about doing more work than other people. And my response was always like, I'm not asking you to do that. Yeah. If people aren't doing their work, let's talk about that. And let's figure out how to make it equitable, you yeah. know. And she couldn't do it. And she got burnt out and left, you know. Yeah. And she came back to visit like a week or two later. And I think, and things were running great. We were busy. And I think she was a little upset that things were running really well. And she wasn't there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and I've told, I tell my employees all the time. There's nothing that they do that no that everybody else couldn't do. You know, yeah. I have a good group of employees They work hard, but but nobody is irreplaceable there. Yeah, you know? hey, he's one of those bosses. Look, at him. it's hey. it's not it's What's just their true. Here? Yeah, sometimes None people of you are worth a damn thing. all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes
1: people victimize themselves and yeah. yeah. They want to be the martyr.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and making yourself feel or believing that you are irreplaceable is like, uh, it's a really dangerous mindset to have, you Mm -hmm. know?
0: Yeah, I I try to treat my work that way.
2: Like, I've
0: encountered some people that, uh, like, uh, co workers of previous jobs, I've worked a lot of different places Um, where they're like that, right? Like, they they hoard processes, they hoard they're like, this is mine. And they're they're like, well, it's a little job security, right? I feel um and this is born out is has been born out right? like the evidence of it. I feel like um I you know don't want to be you know uh irreplaceable cuz then they'll tr- you'll never get a day off. That's the other part, right? That's the scary they're like uh you're like I want to take a week off and like you can't because you're the only one that knows how to do this this and that. And you're like, well, now I'm trapped, right? Or you can't right. get into another role like uh oh, you know, I I really like to try uh, you know, flipping burgers over there, but on fries, are like, yeah, but you're the only one who knows how to do it. Like, uh, whatever. It might be, it might be because, I remember my dad told me this, man, it turns out it's from childhood. I want, my dad was like, I'm gonna go to the store. father? And I was like, well, I wanna go with you. And he was like, uh, what? Can you stay so you can watch the other kids real quick? I'm just gonna run to the store real quick. And I was like, well, my brother, who was like just a year or two younger than me, I was like, I was watching everybody when I was his age. And he was like, yeah, but... I mean, it's him, and you know, you're you, which is like cool. That feel, you know, that's that classic. Well, you're so great, we need you here, but like I don't want to be stuck in that role. I wanted to go, man. So it might yeah. be that I just realized right there. Well, thanks, breakthrough in therapy now.
2: You should write a book, man. Things I learned <laughs> from my dad. <laughs> yeah,
0: don't let Dell do the HVAC. Also, uh, you're the only one I can watch the rest of your brothers and your siblings. No, but, but yeah, that's, that's the thing. I don't want to do it. Let's train it up. Let's teach everybody. it's right write the process down just in case I want to leave. And yeah. I think what you find a lot of times is if you're that person that's doing that, then, I mean, it sounds kind of like, you know, more love. You give more love. It comes right back to you. But like, I think that people, you'll, they see that you're capable of doing this kind of thing. Like, wow, this guy did a great job at this process or whatever it case is. Um, and he's kind of teaching it. He made it better. And you kind of show you can be anywhere to do that kind of thing
2: yeah yep my goal is to train my employees so that I don't have to do anything I'm paying them yes. you know what I mean like to be honest like this is straight up uh, like my goal if I want to do it I'll do it and take the extra whatever money to do it <laughs> but if I want to pay somebody to do it I'm gonna you know I just want to be able to make them do it not make <laughs> them do it but no, I mean yeah, I get it. It yeah. turns you know I mean? out
1: you're constantly training, and then people yeah, quit, right. and you, know, you gotta train yeah. somebody new, and you're like, yeah, wait a minute, that is a constant. Thing. Well, because that's a place. I mean, <laughs>
0: you're right. Anybody could do that job, so anybody can do that job or some other job. They're just like, yeah, like huh. you love this place and you care about it. I'm in it for the. What did you pay? Ten fifty? I don't think you paid. Yeah. You don't pay fifteen over there. Right? <laughs> That doesn't look like uh, yeah. a $15 they make, an hour kind of No, guy.
2: no, no, no. <laughs> they, I, they make probably the most of any waiter in in Laurel, but they make about 3 to $4 in tips per hour on top of minimum wage to 10 or $11. Union,
0: union, Yeah, union. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Man. Uh, no, yeah, that's right. And so all I can do is can create an environment, hopefully, that people want to work at. You know, a positive experience for the employees where they feel like empowered to do their jobs and it's a pleasant experience and not hell because yeah they could go deliver pizzas or or you know uh work at chick fil a or something else
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: yeah there's a i think bad like bad managers bad people in relationship uh in relationships and bad like owners of restaurants whatever they think hey i have this power right now you know because i have the money that you want and so that gives me unlimited power to be an asshole, essentially. Right. Right? And yeah. like you said, it's a trade. They're like, look, I'm coming here and, you know, you got to respect me as a human being. I'm trading you my time and my abilities for some cash, right? Um, you could create an environment like like there's an imbalance. I need this money more than I need to be, that I'm, I guess, will, to be respected at this moment. But as mm-hmm. soon as that dynamic changes, right. I'm out. And then you're yep. gonna be like, "What happened? I can't hold any employees." Like, yeah, because you're an asshole. That's it, right? right? You find that a lot, like managers that are, you know, even like sports. You talking about like coaches or whatever? Like, man, nobody wants to play for that guy. Nobody wants to play for this, whatever. In that moment, they have the power and they can control everything. Uh, you know, they feel like they're gods, and it can be intoxicating because you can control people's lives. But that's dangerous. I think you gotta stay away from that. Um, you know, you you really got to treat people like human beings. Yeah. Uh, and then once you start doing that, you realize like we're just exchanging things. And then if you're going to yep. exchange this for that, then you're not going to talk to them. Like you need to be here there. It's more of a conversation. Like I need somebody at the, like basically we to accomplish this goal need somebody to be here at seven. Right. right. Can you do that? And it's not like you need to be here at seven or else that right. you're communicating yeah. roughly the same idea. <laughs> But in a lot of different way, right? Yeah, exactly. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah. I always have good employees. I'm lucky, but I think it's because I'm not a dickhead because I treat people like humans. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, I am a dickhead,
0: but I, I'm looking at the was it the glass door for this right now? Oof. Oof. <laughs> Does it look good? <laughs>
2: Union. Every employee that's ever quit, that's ever quit, has come back. To try and get their job back,
0: to murder Every you? Employee. What? If they come back to, tell, out the yeah, grass to get ain't revenge? Greener. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: I say, all
1: right. Okay.
2: Union, union, <laughs> to the workers Nobody's of these coffee your and tea. Chant.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm talking to them. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm going to see like flyers and pamphlets like laying around. <laughs> like, my, and while I walk in, my employees are going to be like shuffling things, like pushing. <laughs> <laughs> like, Do it Union Look. Don't let Dell be a dictator It's me yeah. like s- Hyper specific to Yeah He spent What is it
0: $75,000 On a door Or whatever I don't know He was explaining Something about a pallet $75,000 pallet Can you believe that guys mm-hmm. That could have been A wage right there Right yeah. Bumping range <laughs> uh, So we're We're nearing the end Of this show Ladies and gentlemen Don't forget to subscribe This is Episode 12 Right Woo-hoo. So it is. so we're gonna go on a little hiatus here. It's gonna be a little bit longer, I think, than than the last time. Uh, last time we we're gonna we we're gone for two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Uh, basically we're just gonna try to crank out a baby. So it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, somewhere in there, I'm not promising anything. We might do just like a like a reaction podcast, sort of like that, because it's sort of a tradition for us. So
1: we just got yeah. this new baby. Yeah.
2: And... yeah like, whoa! You're let's open it up. Re- Yeah. It's a You're baby on Reap a baby, right? Yeah, you already selling that seed. Yep. so even yep. in the waiting phase, and then all the work. Adam's be. got a lot of work to do coming up soon.
1: <laughs> yes. I think that's I'm sure that should that make sense? I don't know.
0: Like I, I, I really don't know where the something reaping like and sowing happens wow. anymore. I, I'm, I'm unconfident in that.
1: You could need an excavator, or something sweet. I don't
0: know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're gonna be gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, listen to the shows. You can go back. I mean, they're all kind of listenable at any time, place. Uh, and give us some feedback. We do appreciate that. Uh, you know, I'll sometimes solicit one. We didn't get any feedback for like two episodes. Also, I didn't what? send any So that's why I solicited some, again, of our wealthy, wealthy listener. Like, please sir. This guy in Arkansas? No, no, not that one. That, yeah, he, <laughs> that one's too good it's for a us. a lot of like
1: wealthy it. listeners. That one's too good <laughs> for us.
0: We got like two just super wealthy guys that, you know, they actually just have like somebody with better voices. Play us in like their courtyard. They're yeah. Like, all right, d- play episode twelve, and then they're just reading a transcript. The script. <laughs> Please, sir. We need it. Yeah.
2: we need a Patreon for these guys to support us.
0: Yeah, but then they're gonna want things. They're like, yeah, I'm gonna want like a customized whatever. You know, we will have some cool stuff. The winner of the deranged penguin uh,
1: fantasy. It's not I for, mean, March Madness.
0: March Madness bracket is gonna win a very special gift so if you are that person I've already contacted them since it's coming uh, and then I'll, I'll show that and if maybe you want to buy one or something like that maybe we could set up somewhere you can you can buy it from us mm. it's cool uh, we'll talk about that later just a little super secret sneak thought in your brain all right ladies and gentlemen we'll see you uh in a couple of weeks
1: or more yeah
0: so, so if you again I'm warning you so <laughs> you listen to this you're like what happened to the next one it's it's gonna be missing from your feed for a little bit that's it but we're still around we're still going to do it we're just taking a little we'll put break things out.
1: yeah, yeah.